Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Scoop B Radio. You're now listening to Scoopy Radio. Everybody, please turn up the stereo. Tell a friend to tell a friend to let their family know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoop about to take the glow. Man, yeah, we're about to blow. Yeah. Five, four, three, we on the air. I know they gonna love this one, I swear. He what you need and what you wanna. Yeah. He's the man with the plan. You need a scoop, he got the scoop, he got the trophy Manny out, he rang the bells, you know it's real the interviews, they get pills, the culture will, yeah, radio. everybody please turn up the stereo, tell a friend to tell a friend to let their family know, yeah, 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 Scoop about to take the glow, Manny, yeah, we're about to blow, Scoop B Radio, Scoop B Radio, in your airways, on the plane, on the train, Everywhere you need to be, I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat, Scoop underscore B, and make sure most importantly that you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast available on all podcasting networks or simply visit ScoopyRadio.com. On the line right now is a guy that has about every nickname and title imaginable. He's a doctor, he's a cop, he's a retired NBA Hall of Famer. None other than Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, welcome to Scoopy Radio. First of all, I ain't no guy of your first cousin. You need to let the world know that. And I don't believe you just addressed me as a guy. You kidding okay. me right now? Yes, sir. What's I, up, man? Nothing, man. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to stay busy in this in this corona season. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm just, uh, you know, trying to stay social distant. I'm here with the kids. We working out, just hanging out, having a good time. In your history of, of being grown, does this, I guess, this level of concern, heightenedness, or just not knowing, does it re- do you does it does it take you back to anything in history that you, you can connect it to? Uh, yeah, it could take me back to a lot of history. However, growing up in the projects of North New Jersey, being the son of a drill sergeant, being a great athlete, we're always taught to persevere. So. 
it's nothing that can get me in panic mode. Sure. Because, I've, because I've learned a long time ago, you don't worry about the problem, you worry about the solution. So we all know what the problem is, so the solution is wash your hands, you know, try to, try to you know, stay social distance. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, follow the rules and everything should be okay. I can't get in panic mode. Panic mode is being down by one on the free throw line in the world championship game and everybody's watching. Holly Berry's in the stands, Robin Gibbons in the stands. You worry, you're going to miss. So, so, so Shaq, you, you said free throw line, Halle Berry standing right, like kind of like Mr. Right Wayne with the net distance. Yeah. Yes. Down Halle Berry of course. You kidding me? Hell yes. Draws. <laughs> it's going to be yakak. It's going to be all draws. Shaq, the the big man uh, in the NBA. Um, it, it, it's, it's obsolete, but a, a, allow me to explain myself. In Warriors basketball uh, and, and just a small ball, um, many people have forgotten the big man. When I look at the big man, I feel like you're, you're the last of the traditional big man. But even with that, it, it was different because to me, you were a bully in, a, in comparison to Will, Bill Russell, and more. In today's game, you got Joel Embiid, you have Carl Anthony Towns. You have Anthony Davis. Ray Allen told me he thinks the big man is coming back. What say you? Uh, depends on what, what type of big man you're talking about. See, the big man, the title big man is anyone at the five position, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hear people say, oh, big guys can shoot. The game is evolving. Us older big guys don't look at it as evolving. We look at it as soft. You guys don't want to get down there and bang, which is okay, uh, you know. It's a new era, new generation. Look, I can't tell them how to play. Can't tell them what to do. I can give them, I can give them hints every now and then on how to make the game easier. Look, I was the first big guy to take it coast to coast and do all that. But the game was easier for me to take the high percentage shots. Imagine me trying to do that in the finals, bring the ball up. We wouldn't win, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, you know, when you're a big guy, you have to use your abilities to get the highest percentage shot. For you to win, the team that, that shoots a higher percentage from the free throw line, from the field goal percentage, from the three, is a team that always wins. You know, analytics or not, that's a fact. Shaquille O'Neal on the line of Scoopy Radio, first pick in the 1992 NBA draft out of LSU. Who was the first pick? Me, word is morning. Not a Christian Aba, not a Lonzo Morning. Yo, help me understand something. You have had the Rare privilege to be in a studio with Biggie Smalls. Many people who rap can't say that. What was Biggie like in the studio? It was only four people that that were the same way. Biggie, Jay-Z, KRS-One, and Nas. So, you know, a lot of times... You know, with me playing, it was the traditional, okay, see if see if Biggie want to rap with me. So we called Puff. Oh, yeah, Big like you. He'll do it. Send the beat now. So we sent the You Can't Stop the Rain. All right, Big says he'll jump on that. He'll beat out in two weeks. So now I'm in my studio, which is built in my house, and I go over my verse a million times. Because one, can't be right for Biggie, and I can't disrespect Biggie like that. So I went over my verse a million times. So when he came, I was nervous. I played it, and he didn't say nothing. He started bobbing. He said, like, okay, big dog. 
Oh, that's, that's tight. That's tight. I like that. I like that. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, that, that, that's tight. I, I like that. Uh, I was like, so I was like, so I gave him a piece of paper, and I said, uh, I said, Biggie, uh, I'll be, I'll be in my house. You know, when you get done, you just have the engineer call me. He said, what's this? I'm ready right now. I'm like, what do you mean you're ready? He said, I'm ready. And when I tell you it was one take, 15 seconds, well, not 15 seconds, like a minute, it was crazy. And it was so hot, I hated to go and say, uh, Mr. Big. He said, oh, yeah, that's right, kids, kids. And then he went back and laid the other verse he got. I'm the only one in America with the verse, with the curse words. And I'll never release it and I'll never play it. But when I tell you he killed it, uh, Jigger Man did the same thing. He went in there and he just no no pad no nothing and just with Young G's right. Yeah. And 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 Jay Z, Biggie Smalls, yeah. shut your drawers. Yeah. Jay Z and Nas and uh, Kara's one Kara's one rap about forty minutes one time, just freestyle. He's like, all right, delete that. I'm ready now. I was like, whoa whoa whoa, what do you mean delete that? No no, keep that. He's like, no no, I was just freestyling. So those are like the only four people that I, I've seen going there, tear it down. You got the wrong. Tear it down and, and uh, just do it like that. But it was a privilege and an honor for me to, you know, work with them. And then, you know, it, it just shows that they knew that I was serious about it. Because if I was doing it for a gimmick or just doing it for whatever, I don't think they would have, you know, put that name on the line. But they knew I was serious. They knew the, the hard work I put in. And they knew I had some bars. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal talking all things basketball. You, um, have been on numerous video game covers. I, I take it back to Shaq Fu. I begged my mother to buy that, to, to get that for me for Christmas, and she got it. I remember Set Ra, you had the old man with the with the stick. Um, you, you, you had all these, it was like, you were like, you had your own version of Street Fighter. Yes. And, and then when well, I got to college, what were you going to say? Well, what happened was I didn't do my research because that was on the 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 end of analog and the beginning of digital. Huh. Because that same year they came up with some fresh games and made my game just look terrible. And I was like, damn, I wish I invested all this money in this game and it didn't work out. But then I just uh, relaunched it, uh, I think, uh, last year. And it's already platinum. I remember being in college and playing, I believe you were on the cover of NBA 2K6. Uh, I, I, um, and then you, you ended up coming back to 2K, I believe, for 2K18 on the, the, the special edition. Um, would you like to see an NBA 2K21 include a special Kobe Bryant edition with proceeds going to one of his favorite causes? Well, it is going to be Kobe, so you, you ain't even got to worry about that. Definitely gonna be Kobe, uh, and I don't know what they're gonna do with the money, but I hope they do the right thing. I hope Kobe's family does the right thing. Heck yeah! LeBron James and Michael Jordan had specific modes in past two Ks. How do you feel about a mode in NBA Two K Twenty One called Mamba's Moments? I think it would be brilliant. I think the kids would eat it up. It was definitely a big inspiration to all the kids, especially my kids. So. I'm sure the kids will eat it up. But you can't be, but you can't be giving your ideas away on your podcast. You know somebody listening. <laughs> this, is this is true. This is true. This is true. I'm learning from the king of intellectual property, Shaquille O'Neal, talking all things basketball. Shaq, you, um, to me, when I look at your NBA Finals runs, 
Um, to me, I thought that the one against the Pacers in 99 was very supremely underrated. What was your favorite NBA Finals moment, period? Well, that was my first one, right? The Pacers? Mm-hmm. Because after making it to the Finals in 94 and getting embarrassed by Akeem Olajuwon, I said to myself, if I ever go back, I got to put on a performance so dominant that it won't be a question who the champ is. And then I had another thing going on. Rick Smith used to kill me when I was younger. So I know he was a little older. So, you know, he came in the game kind of, oh, yeah, I used to dog shit. Let me see if I can still go. So I, I, I had to let him know right away that this ain't the same Orlando Shaq. And it's going to be elbows in your face and in your mouth and in your nose. And I'm coming to take this trophy by any means necessary. So, it was something that I had to prove to myself, but it was something that had to be done. Because if we don't win that first one, one, we don't get three, and two, they probably break us up, and it'll be a lot more, a lot more negative stuff to talk about. No, I think you're right, and I think uh, when I look at that series against um, the Sixers, um, I think it was the most entertaining. I think the one against the Nets um, it was boring. It, it was boring. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> it was just boring because I know where the fuck it was. The center's name, Todd. Todd like, McCullough. Yeah, I was like, Todd McCullough, guard me, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, they had Todd McCullough. Actually, you know you know what's crazy? Yeah. I actually got mad when we were playing Jersey. I was like, y'all think Todd McCullough going to stop me at the crib in Jersey in front of my grandma and grandpa? Shit. Come on, stop it. Yeah, and then that's... The Nets tried to rebuild and brought in the Kimmy Matumbo and just you guys had had your 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 battles in the 2001 NBA Finals. Help me understand something. Allen Iverson, pound for pound, one of the best little men to ever do it. Pound for pound, of course, up there as, as okay. one of as one of the best, if not the best, to do it. Um, well, it's, it's hard to put him as one of the best because. Listen, you can you, you can name your top twenty best. Anybody can name their top twenty, and it's a list you probably can't be mad at. You know, people. Oh, he should be here. She should be here. But when it comes to the top twenty names, one AI's name will be in there, and two, it depends on how you categorize it. The the number one, the hardest little man goes to AI. Period. You know, uh, you know the, the greatest guy not to win the championship, AI. Uh, Toughest little guard ever, AI. Toughest one to guard, AI. So, but uh, you know, I, I don't. I try not to say the number one player is Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, because you, you know you start getting in the numbers. Cause, like I saw some numbers the other day, and it kind of pissed me off. They're doing this NCAA uh, 64 top player bracket thingy, mm-hmm. and they had me at the at the at the nine seed. And I'm like, what? So, you know, I I, I try not to get in the you know, he's number this, he's number that. Shaq, I, I was watching a documentary on YouTube uh, last week. You know, so we got a lot of te- downtime being, being in the house. And um, it talked about how you, on the Magic, um, were the only team to eliminate Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And I went so much money with that bet. I win, listen, I win thousands of dollars all the time with these little kids. Mike, Mike, Mike. I was, I was like, well, who the last one to beat Mike? 
I don't know. I bet you a thousand dollars. I know. All right, put it up there. You got blood money, big dog. I want so much money now. There was a moment where you played defense against Mike, and you knocked him on the ground, and it was an accident. You know, it was a foul, and you reached your hand to to, to help him up as a sign of respect. Right. And the documentary said that Mike told you, "Don't help me up, big fella. That's a sign of weakness." I didn't yeah. see your mouth move. Did he actually say that? He said that because he because remember we're cause remember we're in the same fraternity, mm-hmm. so even though we're competing. You know, I don't want to say it's his job, but I'm, I'm, I really respect him for, you know, recognizing that I could be somebody great and I could be in his position one day. And, you know, he's just teaching me stuff. I was watching a documentary where Isaiah was saying the Celtics, every time they beat us, it would, they would, you know, teach us. So, you know, he was just teaching me how to how to be just like him. Hmm. You have had the advantage of literally playing with everybody when I'm playing on the court or being on a roster with that everybody you look at you look at um I, I just think of the connection between Penny Hardaway LeBron um uh Steve Nash Grant Hill um Nate Robinson uh Kevin Garnett you, I mean you play with I feel like you you was at everybody's house when you was a kid so to speak um and I think you have the, the jurisdiction to kind of, you know, you know, speak on the matter. Kyle Kuzma recently told me that it's, it's kind of irresponsible to compare, you know, Michael and, and Kobe and then LeBron and Magic. But I, I, I want to ask this open-ended question. Having played with Penny, having played with Kobe, having played with LeBron, um, are there any similar temperaments that all of those guys possess? No. Really? They're all different. Can you break it down? Uh, Starting with, with Kobe. I'd rather not because people, people would take it personal. Okay, got you. However, Penny was, Penny was a young Magic Johnson and I was a young Kareem. Hmm. Kobe was a young Michael Jordan before he became Michael Jordan. And LeBron was both of them combined. Hmm. And D Wade was uh was Kobe when he was coming into his own. Wow. I just put it like that. No, that that's yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. Scoopy Radio on the line talking with three time NBA finals MVP Shaquille O'Neal. Jack, how many jobs you got? One. <laughs> Which is to make people happy. I like that. I like that. Who I spoke to Isaiah Thomas, and he thinks the world of you. He thinks the world of Jalen Rose. He's like quietly the godfather of business in the NBA. I, I make this analogy often. Isaiah Thomas is to the NBA what Cameron is to hip hop. He always got. He's always moving a product. Always. He's, he actually wanted to tell me business. So when really? I look at when I look at businessmen in the NBA, it's only three: Isaiah, Dave Bing, and Junior Bridgman. Hmm. And, and, and Magic, and, and Magic, and Magic Johnson. What's the best piece of advice that Magic Johnson ever gave you? When I was 18 years old, when I was playing in his Midnight Summer Madness, 
Mm-hmm. The crowd was going crazy. You said, hey, man, it's okay to be famous. At some point, you got to start owning things. Mm-hmm. And 19-year-olds, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, but then I figured it out. Wow. Um, I'm curious to know what your thoughts of the first half of the season or the abbreviated season, you know, the, the season has been postponed for coronavirus. What do you make of just the overall play of, of, of teams? Who stands out to you? What player stands out to you? You know, it's crazy. I never pay attention to the first half. I always start paying attention at the All-Star because every year there's always you're always going to have your favorites. So Milwaukee was a favorite. Lakers and the Clippers were a favorite. Uh, who else? That's, that's about it. So then you got the sleeper team, Toronto, Philly, Boston, if they get their act together, uh, Houston, if they get their act together. So, you know, it'll be a lot of hoopla, but it's only eight teams that you always really worry about. Mm-hmm. So I was, to, I was, I was 26, 17, I was only watching those eight teams. But the other teams, I wasn't, like, you know, like like the eight seeds, Denver and all of them, they're going to make the playoffs, so that they ain't going to win unless something miraculous happens. So, I don't start paying attention until it's like 10, 20 games left. And then we got the news next week. So now it's, so now the new news is when we come back in June, are we going to play the 20 games out or mm-hmm. wherever the standings is now, you're going to start playoffs. So it's going to be, it's going to get, I don't want to use the word ugly, but it's going to be very interesting. Chat, you have always been the type of person who has used something as motivation. Um, the only person I can think of off the top of my head besides Michael who was able to do that efficiently was Rasheed Wallace. You did this interview where you talked with Ernie Johnson about David Robinson and how he motivated you. Um, and, you know, you said you, you made up a story in your mind or you said that he didn't find something or he disregarded you, and, and you later said that that wasn't true. You have the ultimate respect for David. Did you have to have something um, to yeah. motivate you in order? Like, could you function in the NBA without having someone motivate you in that regard? For nice guys, yes. David was just so nice and respectful. He was just a nice guy. Like, I'm not a bully. You have to piss me off for me to get mad. David was just, hey, Shaq, how you doing? How's your family? Uh, he was just so nice. And like, uh, just, I'm sorry. I had to, like, make something up to just make me mad. And then when it we caught on and then I get back to San Antonio and the fans started booing me. I'm like, oh, y'all booing me at my hometown? Well, I was the first. So, like, it, it was just like a hatred thing for David and, and the Spurs. But uh, it, it was all made up. Who's the next Shaq? Nobody. Because you, you have to have a different mindset. And my mindset is, my mindset is a, a, a broken, crazy mindset. First thing I said to myself, if I don't play well, my mama don't have a house. Right. That's the first thing I always say. Second thing, you cannot play me in front of my mama. I know she's watching. Mm. Third thing, I'm going to make all y'all remember my name. Fourth thing, oh, y'all say Wilt's the most powerful, most strongest? Watch this. Fifth thing, I want to be known I want to be looked at as Magic and Michael Jordan and all them people. Sixth thing, y'all gonna still know my name. Seventh, <laughs> seventh thing, I'm gonna make sure y'all remember my name forever. Hmm. And, the eighth, and the eighth thing, I'm gonna make the Hall of Fame, and I don't care about nothing else. 
And a lot of times when you do that, you sacrifice a lot. Like I, like you know, people ask me like how I've been feeling, and sacrificing a lot. I never got to see my baby sister a lot. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So when she passed away last year, I was really messed up by that. So to answer your question, who would be another shot? Nobody, because I gave up a lot to be so-called great, to be so-called the best ever. Yeah. And I, 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 I was going to say <laughs> what I find interesting, um, just about this time where a lot of people are home, quarantined, people are in the office. It gives a lot of people time to sit, think, and reflect. Yeah. Um, and Nate Burleson over at NFL Network, he was on today's episode of the pod, and he told me that he's appreciative of the fact that, you know, he's kind of able to, um, you know, spend time with his family. He broke out the old Nintendo and, you know, been able to just teach his sons about Nintendo and some of that thing. What are some of the things that you've been doing um, while you've been home in quarantine family-wise? Riding bikes with my boys. I like that. I'm sure riding bikes in the neighborhood, trying to get and stay in shape. Um, I'm showing them some basketball drills. So uh, Sharif and Shakir is here with me. So just hanging about, you know, just talking to them like men. Because I realize that they're not boys anymore. So it's not like I'm dad. I'm like I'm like older homeboy that, that knows all the stuff that they're about to go through. So we're having a really good conversation. Your son is going to LSU. You went to LSU. You did a whole interview where you just talked about how excited he was. I think he was doing All-Star. You talked about it. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you excited? How excited are you that Sharif uh, is going to ten. LSU? 10, because I, know, because I know how the people are going to treat him. Okay. I know how the university is going to treat him. I know how the coach is going to treat him. I know how the people are going to treat him. Because some of the people that took care of me down there are still down there. And, wait, and I can't wait to go down and introduce them to you know, my 10 favorite people in the city, cops, DAs, in, anything, any problem you name in the city, these are the numbers you call, they're going to be right in your phone. And LSU is like a really, really close-knit sports town. So, mm-hmm. so and then, you know, the thing about my son, I said, my man, we're, we're two blocks behind everybody else, so now we got to put in that extra work. And he will. Shaq, last question. Um, when you look at um, your ability to influence old people, white people, black people, Asian people, young people, just everybody, was it everything you imagined? Where, where, where did you shock yourself in your ability to influence? I don't shock myself, but I learned way before I got drafted, son. With money comes certain problems, but never sell your soul. So with me not doing that, I'm always genuine. And I think people see a repetitive genuineness throughout me. If you look at me in 1992, and you look at me now, same crooked smile, same mumbly voice, same funny jokes, same skits on the ground, I've been doing it. So, you know, people see me, they're like, you know, this guy's... And then not only that, you see me on TV is one thing. But then when you're at Walmart and you see me, you're like, damn, this dude is just like he is on TV. People like that. I know a lot of people that ain't who they are when they get behind these podcast mics or when they get, but you know what I'm saying? And when they, yeah. you know, and I don't, and I always said to myself, I ain't going to be like that. Cause if I'm going to sell you something, I got to be genuine. If I'm going to sell you some $20 Walmart shoes, they're the ones I got to be wearing. You understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, the $20 Walmart shoes, they, they, it's interesting because um, you went toe-to-toe with Hakeem Olajuwon, and he wore Spalding shoes. You look at No, um, no, 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 no. Hakeem Olajuwon was no competition. Stop it. Why? Why? Because I am the homeboy Michael Jordan. That's why. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan, then it's me. See what I'm saying? Okay. So let me like, let me walk like, that like, back. Like, for example, Akeem, let me walk that back. Like Akeem and Marbury. Marbury ain't worldwide like I am. I'm worldwide. Not only that, worldwide and a name that's trusted. And not only that, I know what's going on with the kids. The reason why kids don't want to wear $20 shoes is why? Because they're corny and they're ugly. No. You're, 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 you're correct. It's because they look like they're $20. My shoes don't look like they're $20. See what yeah. I'm saying? So, 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 like, if you give somebody a nice design shoe at a great price, they're going to buy with a nice name. See what I'm saying? And that's why that's why every year I sell 8 to 10 million pairs. Nobody knows. 8 to 10 million pairs. As it goes Mike, then me, and everybody else. I sell 8 million shoes a year. How many? 8 million. 8 to 10 million pairs a year. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of shoes, Shaq. I know. <laughs> But, you, listen, but but listen, same leather as everybody else, same same everything. It's just that you know my price point is different because 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 I was that kid that mom couldn't afford no no Converse. I had to wear buddies. You remember them buddies? That was before my time, but I know of them. That's what I'm saying. But listen, buddies buddies were so bad they had a theme song. Buddies, they make your feet feel fine. Buddies, they cost a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. They were called buddies, and I had to wear some other shoes called Buster Browns. I know about Buster Browns. I had cousins yeah. who wore them. That's what I'm saying. So I know how it is for moms to you know want her kids to be feel accepted and feel fresh, and that's where I come in at. And guess what? What Walmart? Listen, ain't nobody, ain't nobody selling more than Walmart products. Okay, well, okay, who you are? They got they got a lot of stores, and mm-hmm. I'm in all of them. I know that to be true. And Hakeem Olajuwon, you, you mentioned him. Um, when I look at Reggie Miller and I look at Hakeem, I feel like because there was such a, a – I think that in the 90s, people who watched basketball were spoiled. You had anybody from you to Charles to Michael to Sean Kemp to just a myriad of different people. Do you think that in this rich era of 90s basketball, Hakeem and Reggie Miller – were not totally valued. Like when you look at their games, to me, I feel like they could play in today's era. Do you think that they that they were over not overlooked, but that just there was so much great talent they weren't getting the total respect that they deserved? The answer to your question is you're correct. However, they were part of a great product. For example, yeah. when you go to McDonald's, Quarter Pound is my favorite burger, right? They ain't right. got no commercials. Who got all the commercials? Big Mac, right? Mm-hmm. Double Big Mac. So, like, you know, they were in an era, listen, bro, with Magic, uh, Bird, uh, Kareem during his end, Dr. Day during his end, Isaiah. So it ain't like they didn't get the credit. It's just that, you know, sometimes they weren't the the, the number one uh, uh, the number one item on the menu. However, they were still... They were still part of, of, of a great product. 
So like I was trying to say, it's like going to McDonald's. You got the Big Mac, you got the double cheeseburger, you got the quarter pounder, you got the fish fillet. They're all good, but the Big Mac will always be the one. And that's Jordan. He's going to always be the one. And that's Magic. You know, and that's Bird. You know, they're going to always be the one that just outshines. So it's not that he was overlooked. It's just that you had a lot of you had a lot of great product out there. Do you like Tom Brady and, and with, the, with the Buccaneers in the NFL? No, I do not. And it's just... It just confirms that there's no low season sports. Huh. When, when you get older, they forget about you. Now, the day I knew I was dog meat was when Michael Jordan left. The day I knew I was dog meat when Dominique left. The day I knew I was dog meat when Patrick Ewing ended up in Seattle. I knew it. Nobody. It's only, it's only a few people that can stay with one franchise 20 or 30 years. The rest of us, you dog me. They'll use us up, and they'll get what they want, and then, you know, it's time to move on. Because everybody wants to go younger, but I'm not trying to go younger. I'm trying to win right away. So you can go younger with the Patriots, but you ain't bringing in nobody even close to Tom Brady. So I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Shaq, I think you're off the hot seat now, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> you know what? And you know what? You know, what they should have done with Tom, out of respect, said, Tom, I love you. I'm going to give you a one-year deal. And mm. we're going to make this, and, you know, we're going to make this year. Thank you, Tom. I mean, I've never seen, like, retirement ceremonies in football. Every stadium, if you bring out all the old guys, Tom's last game, say, Tom, I know you won 30, man. I'm going to give you 30. The last year, you've done a lot, but. My man, we got to start, you know, you're not getting no younger. We got to start getting younger. Like, I would have had that respectful conversation with him rather rather than just not talking to him at all. Yeah, because when you talk about, and I know I said you're done, and I promise you I'm done to this, but you, you, you talked about retirement tour. And, you know, Wade got one, Kobe got one. When I look at you and I look at your career, I remember you drafted in Orlando, 92. I remember you drafted, or I remember you going to the Lakers. I remember you, you know, <clears throat> being on Cleveland, Phoenix, Boston. If you could go back in time and you knew when your career was over and you did a retirement tour, what team would you do your retirement tour with? Because I look at you as a Laker. Uh, Boston. Because guess what? If I go back in time, I'm not changing nothing. I'm sure. not going I'm not gonna be in L.A. and, oh, it's getting hot. Let me kiss up and stand. Nah. I'm in control. I'm John Gotti. Oh, you don't want to do that? All right, well, send me to the... Uh, Miami, Miami Heat Penitentiary. Then you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kiss up and change up because when I was in Orlando, I realized these hoes ain't loyal. See what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not. So okay, nah, I'm, I want thirty million. Oh, you getting older? We're gonna give you twenty-seven. Nah, nah, well, I'm just gonna call any other team and see what they want to do. Right. See what I'm saying? Business, because guess what? You only got a short window to get this bread. I'm trying to get it all while I can because one day it's gonna be over. Yep, you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get all the Wonder Bread before the coronavirus people take it off. Yeah, nothing. Shout out, love you. Thank you for coming. Yes, sir. Peace. Scoop B Radio. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 